This message comes to you from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon, where we are committed to living like Jesus and sharing His love. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Well, this morning we are going to uh, start a new series. And the title of this series is Overcome. And the reality is, is that every single one of us in this room today, in the different campuses, those that are listening online, you have things in your life you need to overcome. There's not one person here today that hears my voice that doesn't have an obstacle, a weakness, a shortcoming, a challenge. Life is filled with challenges. The reality is, is that we live in a broken world. And because of that, we're broken people. There's things that constantly come our way that we perceive as obstacles. And in many cases, they seem insurmountable. There's some of you that have had an obstacle in your life for a very long time, and you've just accepted the fact that that's reality. But I want to let you know as we begin this new series is that we hope that you'll change your mindset, your perspective to realize that every obstacle that comes your way, you can overcome it. Doesn't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter how long it's been in existence. The reality is every single one of us here today, you're called to be an overcomer. And when you think about life, life has a lot to do with uh, obstacles and challenges and journey. And as we thought about this, ser- this series, we, we came up with this idea, this thought about rock climbing. And because there's a lot of parallels between life and rock climbing. And when you think about your life or you think about the sport of rock climbing, How many know that that life is hard and it's a challenge and it's a journey and to try to even move forward takes great effort and energy. And a lot of times we look at what's in front of us and it seems like it's just a, a huge challenge. We also recognize that in life that we all have these things called obstacles in our life. God actually places these different obstacles in your life or hand grips, so to speak, Actually, not as stumbling stones, but stepping stones. And he actually divinely places things in your life so that you'll actually use them to step up, to move forward, to be more heaven bound. I know, for instance, in my life, because I need a lot of help, just like so many of you, is the reality is is that to try to climb a wall, as I did in that video, a 60-foot wall, six stories high, I wasn't going to do it without proper kind of tool and equipment and coaching. And a lot of times we fail in life with our obstacles because we try to do it on our own strength. But what we're going to learn today is that God's actually given you all of the equipment that you need to scale the wall that's in front of you. And so we're going to take a look at this whole idea of being an overcomer today Here's the good news is every single one of you here today can overcome whatever you're facing today. Whatever challenge you're facing, whether it's depression or discouragement or anxiety or worry or stress or you're dealing with an addiction or a challenge or whatever it may be, come on, you 
can overcome. I'll say that in just a second. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, you can overcome. You've got to believe that in your spirit. And we're going to look at what the Bible says about this this morning. And I want to look at this scripture. In 1 John 4, it's written by a guy named John. He had written three epistles later on in his life. He obviously wrote, obviously, the book of John in Revelation. But he says this in 1 John 4, 4. He starts with this. You, he wanted to make it personal. I want you to take this scripture personally for you because the intent of this scripture was to write it personally to you. That you are from God. When you think of your life, come on, if you have Christ in your life, you're from God. You're a child of God. You are from God, little children. And he goes on and says this, and have, not going to, not hopefully, he speaks positionally that the fact of the matter is because you are of God, you have already overcome that you have overcome. You've overcome the world, the devil, your flesh. And he says this, because greater is he that is in you, speaking of Jesus, than he that is in the world. We're called to be overcomers. John is telling us right here that simply because of the fact that you are a child of God, you, by position are an overcomer. He goes on a chapter later, 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5, and he says this, for whatever is born of God, again, speaking of us, overcomes the world. Speaking now about a constant progression and ongoing present tense kind of a thought, that this is the victory that we have to overcome the world. And he says this, our faith. He goes on and talks about our belief because we believe, because we have faith. That not only do we stand positionally in Christ as an overcomer, but we walk daily in our faith, in our belief that no matter what comes before us, no matter how big it is, every single day that you can constantly overcome anything that comes in your path. Paul writes about this in Romans 8. And he says this, he says... But in all these things, and he's speaking about life and death and calamity and peril and angels and demons, and if you read the whole context of Romans, he's saying life is difficult, life is a challenge, there's things that come your way on a regular basis, and he's saying in all of these things, no matter how deep, no matter how wide, no, how many, no matter how many legions of demons come your way, he says this, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Overwhelmingly conquer, more than a conqueror. And so we're going to spend some time talking about this, this big idea, this doctrine, this thought about us being overcomers. And as we move throughout the coming weeks, we're going to talk specifically and practically about attitudes and habits and worry and fear and a lot of the things that we face. And we'll get more specific in the weeks to come. 
But today we're going to talk about this idea, the foundation to this series is what does it mean to be an overcomer? When you look at this word overcome in the Bible, overcome, overcomer, it's, it's a Bible word. And most of the time it shows up as a verb and it's the, the verb nikao, nikao. It shows up 32 times in the New Testament. And when you look at this word, every time that it shows up, it, it has this definition to it. And again, this is speaking of you right here. If, if you're an overcomer, this is what this word means. It means one who prevails. Come on, think about your life. Think about your struggle. Think about your challenge right now. And instead of backing up from it or succumbing to it, God is trying to let you know this morning that you are one who prevails. He's speaking about you because Christ is in you, little children. You overcome. You are one who prevails. You're one that conquers. You're, listen, you're the one that gets the victory over every obstacle that's put in your path. It's interesting when you look at this word, and again, some of you may not know this, is most of the time it shows up as an action word, overcoming or overcome, but when it shows up as a noun, it's actually the word Nike. And when you think about the sports apparel company, how many are wearing Nike right now? A couple of you have some shoes on. You should anyways. I got a Nike t-shirt on. You just don't know it, I think. But anyways, the idea is this, is it speaks from a noun standpoint that you're an overcomer. That's where that word even came from, Nike, and why they use it is because it speaks of a victor. It speaks of a champion. It speaks of the person that, that's up against competition and is breaking through to victory every single time. Nike, Nikao. That's you. You got to put that in your spirit. Say, no, I'm an overcomer. I'm going to overcome whatever is put into my path. And this is another interesting thing about this word. Almost every time that it shows up in the Bible, it implies that it's one who overcomes in a battle. So it's not passive. It's not just kind of like, you know, it's not like, you know, we're on the love boat. It's like we're in a battleship. It's not just like, you know, life's a vacation. No, life is a battle. Life is a war. Life is a challenge. There's things that come against us every single day. We are in a battle whether we like it or not. You're in a battle. And because you're in a battle... Jesus is wanting us to know that whatever you face, whatever your battle is, whatever your struggle is, you can be confident that you win every time. Thank you. I remember one of the most significant times in my life where I learned this principle for the first time. It was 1974. I was then just turning 14 years old. I was excited about the three hairs that were growing out of my chin. <laughs> Freshman in high school. It, it, maybe, maybe some of you don't remember the year. It, it was the year where gas was 55 cents a gallon. It was, you know, it was, it was the year where inflation was about 11%. It was, it was the year for some of you ladies, Leonardo DiCaprio was born. Oh, yeah, right? So... 
It was, it was actually the year that Muhammad Ali knocked out Joe Frazier in the eighth round in the rumble of the jungle or in the jungle, right? And so it's also the year that uh, the song Locomotion came out, hit number one. You guys remember the song? Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Come on. Right, that's the number one song. In fact, you guys did pretty, oh, I don't listen to radio. Sure you do, you just sang it. So anyways, but the best song of all came out. One of my favorite songs of all time was a song by a group called Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama came out. So it was, just, it, was just, it was a cool year. But here's what's most important about this year. It was the year that Steve Linson would learn never to flick my ear again. That's what year it was. When I think about 1974, I think about Steve Linson. At that time, I was a freshman. He was a senior football star, jock. And I was just getting through some of my struggles as a child because they called me Marco in school. And so he decided to call me Dumbo. And he would flick my ear all the time. For some reason, he thought I had big ears. And wherever I was on the campus, again, I'm just this 13 and a half, almost 14-year-old person. And every time he'd see me, he'd flick my ear and I'd go, ha, ha, ha. And then he'd laugh at all of his buddies. And I tried to make a joke of it. But down inside, I'm just going, I don't like this. I don't like being flicked. And finally, it came to the place where I said, I've had enough. It was a rainy, cold day in the gym. All of the freshmen were running laps around the gym inside, and all of the uh, freshmen, juniors, and sophomores were doing calisthenics in the middle. And every time that he would run around and get by me, he'd flick me in the ear and I'd go, ha, ah, and everybody would laugh. And because everybody would laugh, the more that he flicked every lap, the more that the whole class started laughing. And, and I, I had this thought, I think it was from God. <laughs> that the next time that he comes around, I'm gonna do this thing called a barrel roll at his feet. And hopefully he'll trip over, maybe he'll stumble a little bit, and, and he'd stop doing that. I, I didn't think about consequences afterwards, you know. And so so he, sure enough, he comes running around, and I can just see his hand out like this. It was slow motion. It was like, and I barrel down, and he just goes, he lands on his chin, takes a big hunk out. He's bleeding all over. I mean, it was, it was glorious. And as... And all of a sudden, I mean, I felt like Rocky. Come on. Da -da -da, da -da -da. And I'm lifting my hands and the heavens open up and I can hear Rocky music and confetti and they lift me up on their shoulders and he's crying. I'm going, yeah. And then I woke up. That really didn't happen. But what, what happened was I went to the shower and he punched me in the face. But he said this to me. He says, you know, I kind of like you. He says, you're a stud to do that to me. He says, because of it, you have my word. I'll never flick your ear again. And I went, oh yeah, I'm an overcomer, right, you know? <laughs> but but here, here's, here's the point of the story. Life's a, light, a lot like freshman gym. You got an enemy that's constantly harassing you. Maybe not in every area, but there's certain areas that you are constantly harassed that's an obstacle in your life that's difficult to overcome. And it's so easy just to settle into the idea that I just can't overcome that. What, I, what I'm praying for in this series 
is that you'll finally come to the place and say, enough is enough. I refuse to accept this obstacle as the reality for my life and that you overcome. And here's some things that we have to understand about this particular idea of overcoming is that there's, there's certain realities, there's certain um, important characters, if you will, or positions in your life that are important to understand the story. There's really Jesus, the devil, and you. And when you look at the three and you think about the realities of being an overcomer, the first thing that we have to recognize is that Jesus is or has overcome. He has, past tense, he has overcome. The first time that this word, nikao, shows up in the New Testament, it's in John 16, 33. And it's Jesus talking to his disciples and he says, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you'll have peace. He's saying, I want to talk to you about some things and I'm, I'm speaking these to you because when you recognize that when you're in me, you're going to have peace. But he goes on and he says, in the world, you'll have tribulation. You're going to have problems. You're going to have obstacles in your life. They're a part of life. You get beat up and get to go to heaven. He says, you're going to have that. He says, but take courage because I have Nike. I have Nikawa. I have overcome the world. Let's start by realizing this one fact. Jesus holds the keys of hell and death. Everything is under his feet. Permanently, entirely, universally, eternally, everything is under his feet. He has all authority over all things. He has overcome. Here's the other thing that's real important that we don't realize is that the devil is defeated. The devil is defeated. Listen to what Colossians 2.15 says, and I want to read it from the Amplified Version. I think this is a great scripture. It says, God disarmed, took away the power of the weapons, disarmed the principalities and power that were against us. He stripped away the authority, the power, it says, and he holds a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in him. I understand that the devil himself has temporary delegated authority in this realm called the world. It's predominantly over those who are not in Christ, those that are not believers. When it comes to you, he no longer has authority or legal right over your life. The only time that he has that power or authority is when you give it to him. When you begin to listen to his schemes and his deception and lies and you begin to give in to a temptation or a struggle and you begin to feel something, it's like you open up the door and go, hi, come on in. 
But what scripture tells us is this one fact, is that you have authority by God and he has no legal right over your life. Three amens. Because this is the key to understanding being an overcomer. He's been defeated. He's been disarmed in your life. Which makes us this, an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. That's what 1 John was trying to tell us. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's you. If you're born from God, he's saying you overcome any obstacle that's put in your path because he's in you. I'm an overcomer, positionally. I'm so glad you're excited because I'm excited too, man, I'll tell you. And here's the thing. We overcome positionally, but we also overcome functionally, that we must overcome, that every day, as it said in 1 John 5, because of our faith, because of believing that every step that we take, every obstacle, not only positionally do we overcome, but through our faith and our belief, we can overcome anything that comes your way today. So let's just, let's just stop for a second. Let's think about your life. And as I'm talking, I'm sure every campus, people online, there's something that's floating around in your mind. Saying, this, this is my obstacle. Eating disorder, fear, anxiety, depression. Maybe you go through panic attacks. Struggle with food, eating disorder, addiction, pornography, whatever it might be. You know exactly what it is. It just seems insurmountable. This series, what we're going to try to do is this, is to try to give us some practical help to help us understand what can we actually do with what's in front of us to overcome it. And so when I think about this series, I think about this idea, I'm an overcomer, I think back to the day that we filmed the promotional video. You know, to be honest, I, I've never done that, and I just thought it would be cool till I got there and looked up and looked up 60 feet, and the first words that came out of my mouth were, Mommy. I mean, it's just going, okay, wait a minute. What am, what am I signing up for? I'm going, okay. But I begin to realize, again, just the, the, the Lord began to speak to me just as we were doing this filming about how many practical parts of rock climbing are so parallel to being an overcomer? And I want to talk about those today. First of all, we need to realize that in life, life is a lot like this wall. As Christians, in essence, we're moving forward, but in reality, we're actually moving upward. We're heaven-bound. We've been called to move to a an upward or to a high place, to excelling more in life. And life's a journey. It's not easy. Many of you today, you look at this wall and say, that's exactly what my life looks like. I don't feel I can move forward or upward anymore. I feel like I've 
hit a wall. But it's interesting when you look at this wall, and what I liked about rock climbing is there's these things on this wall, by the way. Would you put your hands together for Lanny Hubbard who built all of these walls? Thank you, Lanny. It's awesome. When, when I looked up this wall, I realized that there were these, these hand grips. And if you study rock climbing at all, there's like five degrees or five classes of rock to climbing, talking about degrees of difficulty. Class one would be, you know, going on a nice hike. Class two would be maybe hiking and maybe stepping on rocks. Class three, you would kind of put a rope over your shoulder and say, in case I need this. Class four is a mixture of hiking and climbing. Class five, 5.0 through 5.11, it's like vertical. It's like, there, there's no way that you can do that without assistance beyond you. And as I thought about these obstacles, I thought this is exactly what life's like. Now, I'm not saying that God puts bad things in your life. I'm not saying that. But he allows certain things in your life because actually the obstacles that are in your life are actually the things that build you, develop you, refine you. And every single one of us have these obstacles in our life. And we look at them as stumbling stones, but their intent is to be stepping stones. Whatever it is that you're facing, God wants you to know that you're to step on it, to step through it, and to climb above it. It's a matter of grabbing a hold of it, grabbing one of those things, and to just realize that he puts things in your life, your trials become your trophies. The only way to become an overcomer is to step on your obstacles. You're not a victim, you're a victor. 1 Peter 4.12, and I'm going to read from the message paraphrase. It says this, friends, when life gets really difficult, wave at me if you kind of got a difficult situation, speaking to you, hundreds of hands, come on. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. He says, instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of it. Because it's what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process. The only way I was able to climb up six stories was by grabbing a hold and pulling through to the next level. But when I thought about that, you know, I was, I was there that day and I looked up there and it was, it was easy to go five feet up. I thought, you know what, beyond that, there ain't no way I'm going to take another step. And it was interesting because I realized I needed, I needed a rope. There was something that, that I understood when, when I saw the rope and other people that if I, if I just grabbed onto this rope, if I just, just held onto the rope, I realized that despite whether I was doing good or bad or holding or falling, that there was a rope that was going to keep me safe. And I, I think about our lives. And again, th this is going to help a couple people here today in that so many times we try to climb the walls of life on our own and wonder why we're always falling and getting hurt is because we're not grabbing onto our rope. The rope 
is Jesus. You're at the end of your rope. Remember, always Jesus is at the end of your rope. Jesus is your rope. And we take a look at the life, we look at our life and we look at our challenges and we realize if you're facing an obstacle, the first thing you have to realize is that Jesus is the answer to stepping through. Greater is he that is in you, Jesus. In this world, John 16, 33, you'll face tribulation. He says, but because of me, in me, you'll have peace because I've overcome, conquered the world. So we realize that we need Jesus in our life. And again, that may seem like a simplistic thought, but again, there's a lot of you here today that don't bring Jesus hardly into anything. Maybe a Sunday morning experience or occasional. We're talking about putting him at the forefront of your obstacle. Start by just going, okay, I see my obstacle. I'm starting Jesus with you. Without you, I can do nothing. But because of you, all things are possible. It's interesting because you take it one step further. And, and what I begin to, to recognize as I thought about this is that you also need, need another part in your life. And not just Jesus, but you also need a harness. You need this thing called a belt. And it's, you know, I'm going to try to do this real quickly. Mind if I put it on? Is that okay here? Watch me fall over, mommy. And so the important part about putting a harness on is it takes some effort and energy. But once you take this thing and you put it on, it's, it's kind of on the right way. It's kind of messed up. Let's pretend it's on right. <laughs> you climb this way, you're dead. But here's my point. <laughs> just pretend you're watching. Just close your eyes right now. It just, it's gone. That is the funniest thing. I'll put it on right next service. But here's my point. You need the truth. You need his word. It's not just something like your Bible that sits over here that gains dust. You've actually got to put on the word. When Paul talked about the belt of truth in Ephesians 6, it, he talked about the belt being like a belt because it's the, the idea that it's at the center. It's at the core. It, it's, it's like it's in the middle of you. It's no matter where you go, it's on. You put on the belt. Okay, so I understand I've got Jesus and I've, now I've got to have this truth, but I got to wear it. I've got to look at it. Why? Because the devil lies to you all the time. He tells you, you're, you're never going to overcome. You're not going to break through. You're going to always have challenges in your life. You're never going to do that. You're a liar. You, you, you should be filled with shame and regret. And you're a loser. And all day long, he's bending your ear with lies. And you got to get beyond the lies. And you got to look at the truth and say, no, I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir of Christ. I'm an ambassador. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than it is in the world. And so we've got to walk into our day realizing Jesus is with us. The word is on us. And then here's the other part that I think is just so important and so critical is there's a part of climbing this thing called a, a carabiner. And it's actually the thing that connects you between your belt and the rope. And the important part about this is once this is securely fastened, it holds the two together. 
your carabiner is your identity in Jesus. You got to get this. Jesus wants you to understand that your key to breakthrough is understanding who you are in him. And when that is secure, there's nothing that can pull that thing apart. In your identity, listen to me, the Bible says that you're an ambassador. You're the highest diplomatic representative to the kingdom of God. And because you're an heir of God, part owners of heaven, because you now are an ambassador of Christ, you have been deputized to enforce obedience, authority, and power. Luke 10, 19, it says, I have the authority, and it says, I give you authority, that's bigger than power, by the way, over all the power of the enemy. So when you look at your obstacle, he's saying, no, you need to understand, I've deputized you That word authority means this, the lawful right to enforce obedience and power. I've deputized you, no matter what you're facing, to take authority over that. And it's important to understand this, is that your authority is not based upon what you do or what you don't do. It's just based upon who you are. I'll say that again, because I got one that's good. Your authority, your identity is not based upon what you do or what you don't do. It's based upon who you are. When I grew up, I watched um, Andy Griffith's show all the time. And there was this guy, Don Knox was the actor. He played Barney Fife. And it, I, I love the show, but Barney spent the whole series, years, decades, however long, trying to become something he already was. He had the badge. He didn't need to walk around all day long saying, yeah, there's three rules that we're going to enforce today. He had the badge. You have the badge. You're an ambassador. You're an overcomer. It's on you. It's, it's, here, here's another thought. It's not based upon what you feel or what you don't feel. Well, you know, I, I don't feel like an overcomer today. I just don't feel it. It doesn't matter how you feel. I don't walk up to Mike White and go, hey, Mike, do you feel like you're married? Well, I just don't kind of feel like it today. No, he says, it doesn't matter how he feels or how he doesn't feel. He has a a legal covenantal binding contract with his wife, with God, with the state that says this, despite how you feel, Mike, you're married. Despite how you feel today, you're an overcomer. And you've got to make sure that you, you keep truth and Jesus and you connected together with that carabiner to stand in your identity regardless of what you do, regardless of how you feel. You say, no, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm a, I don't feel like it right now, but I am an overcomer. I overcome simply because I'm a child of God. The cool thing is this, I'm almost done here, is the next step that you see as I 
learned in my rock climbing experiences is that one of the most important people in rock climbing is the person on the other end of the rope. And I remember as I was climbing up that particular wall, there was a guy, his name was Ken, with two N's, Ken. His name is Ken. Hey, Ken. Anyways, <laughs> he is a great guy, which I hope he comes to one of the services. But I'll just say, hey, Ken. And he, 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 he stood there, and as I was up there, he knew when I felt confident was, was, was secure, and he was less. But when I was reaching, he pulled tight. And he understood this idea about making sure at every step, at all times, I was covered. He had my backside. Our spotter is the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus, we have the truth, we have our identity. But we need to recognize, as Paul wrote in Romans 8, 26, is the Holy Spirit is the one that helps you in your weakness. When you're making a step, trust in the Holy Spirit. He's going to be there. Allow him to guide and lead. He's your comforter. He's your helper. He's your guide. He's the one that comes alongside of you. He's the one. Every time you make a step, trust and know that he will never leave or forsake. He's not sleeping on the job. And lastly is this, if I could have the, the bands to the platform on all campuses. It comes down to this whole thing, and I love the way this all pulled together. Next step, just do it. Nike. Just do it. The only thing that is keeping you from breaking through is whether you step through your obstacle. Come on. Why not believe that today marks the day that you broke through? Why not believe that whatever it is this morning, and again, every campus, rooms are filled with people that have obstacles, that have challenges in their life, why not today, make, to, make this morning your Super Bowl? Why not just say, you know what? It's freshman gym time. I'm going to barrel roll the devil. And I'm going to stand and let the heavens play Rocky in my life. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. Something has, it's, it's, it's got to get in your spirit. Say, I'm going to overcome. I'm an overcomer. I'm going to do this. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of the challenge. I'm tired of, of settling for less. Today, I'm overcoming. It's up to you. Everything else is in place. You just got to do it. This morning, we wanted to do one thing. And again, I'm going to pray right now. But right in front of you in all the campuses, some of you have them in your seat back. Some of them would be on the floor. We have these stickers that you'll see in front of you. And they look just like 
one of these obstacles. Here's what we're gonna do as a church over the next couple of weeks. We're gonna write down our obstacle. I don't need to know your name. And in every lobby area, whether it's on a board or a portable board, we have our overcomer walls. We're gonna believe that as we pray today and you write down whatever it is that you wanna overcome, you're gonna walk out, you're gonna put it on the board. We have prayer teams, pre-service huddles, different teams that are going to agree and believe with you that whatever you post, you will overcome. So what I want you to do this morning is I want you to grab a sticker and put it in your hand. Every campus, just grab a sticker. I want you to close your eyes right now. I I believe that this is is a real holy moment for you, for us. And whatever it is that you're going to believe God for a breakthrough in, You're gonna write it in a second, but I want you to just envision that being on your sticker and just put your hand over it. And I wanna pray today that whatever it is that you have in your hand, you will overcome it. Father, this morning, Lord, we thank you that you sent Jesus to overcome. Lord, we're thankful this morning for the revelation that the devil is defeated. And God, we stand in faith and in your truth that regardless of whatever comes our way, we can proclaim that we truly are overcomers. And Father, I pray for every person that would hear my voice, those regardless of which campus they're on or whether they're online, anywhere in this world. Lord, if there's anyone that has not yet grabbed a hold of the rope. Lord, there are people that hear my voice right now that have tried to do life on their own. They've tried to climb the wall. They've been beaten up. They've fallen down. They can't move forward. Lord, today you are acknowledging to them that the only way that they can move forward in life is by asking Jesus into their life to be their Lord, to be their Savior. And if you're here this morning or on any campus and you have not yet done that, maybe you believe in the rope and You believe in the belt and you see the wall, but you've never actually grabbed the hold and said, Jesus, I need you to be my Lord, my Savior. I'm tying into you. I'm tired of doing it on my own. Would you just lift your hand, any one of the campuses, just just lift your hand and say, you're talking to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, you can look on your own campuses. There's hands all over the place. Father, we thank you for every hand lifted. God, give them the rope. God, come and touch their life. God, let them be connected to you. Lord, this morning I pray as they just even talk with others, ministry team, whoever it might be, God, that you'll let them know, Father, that their 
going to make it to the top of their life. For the rest of you, I want to pray this prayer. Jesus, right now, God, you know every obstacle, every challenge, and every life. You know them by name. And we're stirring our faith, God, with you today, asking that today would mark the breaking of obstacles, challenges, addictions, things that have come into the lives of people. Father, we come today to pray on every campus to believe, God, today, you're going to help us overcome. You're going to break through. You're going to take off the chains. Even as we sung that song earlier, breaking off the chains. God, you're breaking them now off of our lives. God, we're trusting you today. God, that you're going to help every single one of us be overcomers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Would you stand to your feet this morning?